welcome back to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about the new Spider-Man movie, uh, Homecoming, which is the third now version reboot of Spider-Man, but finally in part with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Josh is here with me to talk about it, and I'm pretty excited to talk about this movie, man. Uh, I know it's like the third reboot, but I actually I like this movie a lot. I did too. Uh, I mean, I think the early word on it was good, so we were expecting to a lot. And I mean, I uh, it was it was definitely a lot of fun, and I think a different. While it's the third time we've seen Spider Man, I still think it felt pretty distinct from the rest of the Marvel universe in a certain way, which I appreciated. Yeah, yeah and it pretty distinct from previous iterations of rebooting Spider-Man and telling the same origin story over and over and over again. Yeah, we don't, have to, is, we don't have to worry about that, where he's already, yeah, he's already, he's already Spider-Man. He not, might not be the version of Spider-Man he wants to be, but like we don't have to yeah. get to him being Spider-Man. Yeah, and, and I think this is the best uh, way that probably in recent memory these origin stories have been handled. But I guess you could – this is probably with just respect to like Batman, Spider-Man, Superman because uh, Guardians is fresh. Wonder Woman is fresh. Um, a couple of the other Ant-Man is fresh. Like we haven't really heard those stories before. So to tell an origin story is fine. But, um, the, the best part about this movie is just that they skip all the uncle Ben bullshit. They skipped it being bitten by a snake, uh, spider <laughs> bullshit. Um, and they just sort of get right to his life. Uh, mm-hmm. so Tom Holland plays Spider-Man. He was in the last, uh, civil war movie. He was really good. Um, I was really happy with his performance in this movie. And he was like, not Andrew Garfield. <laughs> It was – he was, I never was even, nice. I never even saw the second Andrew Garfield one really? just because people, oh, told, me, just people should, told me it was bad. You should see it just so you can watch the um, Red Letter Media <laughs> video. Is on it really it. worth sitting through like two hours and 20 minutes so I can watch a 30-minute video show? I mean <laughs> <laughs> only one way to find out. <laughs> um, I'd rather watch the – spend my time watching the next Planet of the Apes movie or watching yeah. just about anything else from what other people have told me. But it was a lot of fun. I think the thing that I appreciate most about this movie – more so than anything is that it's just kind of a it's a relief to watch like a movie about someone that actively just wants to be a superhero. Um yes. because I mean, while I really love Civil War and like I like most of the Marvel movies, those have become so like serious and now those guys are on the run and it's barely about them actually just helping re- re- regular everyday people anymore because it sure. feels very far removed from that. And other times where we and I feel like in other iterations when we've gotten stuff that was like in a smaller setting like this, it has, or not even in a smaller setting, but like that maybe not quite, might might not be on the level of the conflicts in something like the Avengers movies. It's almost about not wanting to be a hero, and that's the conflict. And I get to, that's probably a common theme in comic books, but it's something I get tired about watching every now and then. It's why I really yeah. was got a little sick of Luke Cage by the end. I yeah. like that character a lot in Jessica Jones, and then it's just I had to watch him brood about not wanting to be a hero for twelve hours. Where yeah. here, it's just fun to watch someone that's excited about it, and I, that's what, that's probably what I appreciated more than anything. Yeah, the small scale of this movie does it. So it helps the movie so much with regards to Michael Keaton, who plays the villain, and he has a little prologue before the movie, which I thought was really well done. That's the other cool thing about the Marvel Universe is that they keep going. I mean, it's been what five years since five years since the Avengers came out, and they've sure. like that they've gotten multiple storylines out of that. You know, like the first season of Daredevil is about yeah. like construction from rebuilding it after the attacks, and now it's here. Yeah. It's just like other types of laborers Scrap and how their lives oh, yeah. are affected. It's kind of cool yeah. that it go, it runs that deep. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so th- they have this like small scale thing. It's just setting queens. They have this small scale villain. 
um, the small scale high school. And one thing this movie does really well, which I I think the Marvel movies are doing a better job of recently is the casting. Um, I, I, I feel like we have two African-American girls. We have Donald Glover. We have a brown kid in school. We have a South Asian guy in school. Um, and then there's like, I don't know, just a lot of diversity, whether it's with the yeah, props for the diversity, but I wish they had used them more. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's his, that, that's sort of the Marvel, the Marvel thing at this point. His I friend, like, his but. friend was kind of annoying to me. Like, I, I get that, that's just like the, the fast talking friend is kind of a thing in these movie in a lot of different movies, whether it be high school, superhero, whatever. I wish I could have they could have scaled that kid back by like 15, 20 percent and then given that screen time to um to Zendaya uh, or, or to yeah, or yeah. to or to the other love interest like Laura Harrier that's the actress's yeah. name or even Angry Rice um yeah and because yeah like, ra- kind had, of like, random she was in the movie I knew she was in the movie and I just yeah. expected like she's coming off of um, Nice Guys and she she was good in The Beguiled too and I just thought that like she's a, well known enough she'll have more than three lines and I thought it was freaking hilarious where they had that, sh- that that high school TV show where they're really awkward oh my and, god dude. like he he only had a few looks in that but she was so good in it and yeah. like I don't know like, I I just thought the female character that was my one big thing with the movie is the female characters being pretty yeah. underserved and yeah. I mean it's two hours and twenty minutes again like you got two hours thirteen minutes you gotta you gotta cut, draw the line somewhere but I, I think you could have had enough of his friend and still taken away like. 15 of those guys kind of annoying lines and then just like sure. giving that screen time to the girls. I like that, that he had uh, his friend because it sort of gives you this avenue where Spider-Man can talk about Spider-Man things without sort of like brooding to himself or to some like evil villain or, I mean, he does a little bit with, with uh, Robert Downey and with, um, with happy, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of like that. He gets to share like this 15 year old kid gets to share a secret with his friend that he's Spider-Man. Like that's pretty cool. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I like that part of it. Uh, I think we should, I think there's definitely going to be a spoiler section for like the end or of the podcast sure. because there's something I definitely want to ask Josh about, uh, because it was too funny, that, uh, not to, um, but yeah, so basically you have this small scale villain, uh, Michael Keaton plays this guy who like picks up scrap metal and he gets hired to pick up scrap metal from, uh, after th- the Avengers movie, I guess, is yeah. when this would technically take place. Mm-hmm. And then they skip forward eight years because basically what happens is his he buys all these trucks and stuff and hires all these people so that he can clean up all this scrap metal. that Because, I mean, there's like a bunch of shit that gets fucked up in Avengers in New York. Um, and then basically Tony Stark starts this new – teams up with the government starts this new government entity where he then gets hired basically to clean up the scrap metal because it has like alien stuff in it and so they want to make sure the alien stuff is safe which makes sense and you can sort of see it from both sides like the little people in this movie are like wow like we got hired for this job now we're getting screwed out of this contract um should we should we call logan marshall green's character uh, Trey? S- S- Trey should we, should, I was going to say, should we call him Skinhead Trey Atwood or Off Brand John Bernthal? Man. Uh, I think because I, 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 I kind of saw some John Bernthal in his performance. Um, I liked his dude. Was, yeah, he was he's good. good. I mean, he, 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 it's cool. He's going from being Trey Atwood to being in big movies and being fine in them. But he, he's Skinhead Trey Atwood as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. I think he used to date Marissa Tomei too. 
Did he? Um, yeah, and he's like, he's obviously a bit younger That's than her. Funny. But I mean, she obviously looks uh, pretty good for his age, which the movie uh, again finds some humor yeah. in with Tony Stark commenting on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, and and so basically, they fast forward eight years after this prologue, and Michael Keaton and his little crew of dudes that were supposed to pick up scrap metal have turned into this like huge like alien weapons dealers, mm-hmm. um, which uh, believable, I guess. Um, it was sort I wonder, of funny. I, mean, I guess they're just selling them to people that rob banks, basically, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So they're sort of like small timey criminals, and they keep talking about this, which is good. Like, we, you know, we're not on anybody's radar. The Avengers don't care about us. The government doesn't care about us. We're just out here, like, selling these alien weapons to everyday criminals, which is sort of funny because Spider-Man always like fights like these everyday criminal kind of kind of guys. And then um, I really enjoyed the scene with with him stopping those guys in the bank. I wish it wasn't in the trailer though. That's See, sort I, of, I didn't watch that trailer. I never watched the second trailer. Yeah, yeah. I wish it wasn't in the trailer because that was a really good action scene. But the whole scene is given a given a uh, up in the trailer. Um, what did you think of like the high school part of the movie? Because this movie is honestly more about like Peter Parker in high school a lot of times than it is about Spider Man. That's a good, like I mean I I mean I had fun at the high school stuff like I said I just wish it I I they had given the girls a little more screen time and stuff because it yeah. feels like the girl that um. Shoot, what's 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 the girl? Laura Harrier. What's her? I forgot her character's name. Um, Liz. Liz. Yeah. So I mean, like she she's a fine actress and everything, but it's like he she's just there to like fawn at her to to fawn to, to to like he fawns at her, but like she's kind of into him, and it's not totally clear why. I mean, they make it clear that he's smart, and the kids know he's smart, and they want him on that team, but he doesn't really show any other redeeming qualities around her. And then he just yeah. he bails on that competition, and he never it really gives them an. They never show him giving them an explanation why. And then she's like, yeah. "Oh no, but I still like you, and I want to go to the dance with you, even though like she's a popular senior and he's just yeah. a nerd." So like I, I would have, yeah. I almost would have been happy spending more time at the high school just in having more scenes with the two of them. And I, yeah. I, I don't know how much of the reason people criticized the last two was because of the high school stuff and the ms stone stuff and their relationship well, just, i don't garfield really know. garfield stuff wasn't really believable and they really didn't spend any time with him in the actual school yeah and i, I like the time we spent in the school here and it was and it was fine i just i i, I she was just kind of there to be the love interest and not much more and i would have enjoyed yeah. that and i in spite of that i still enjoyed the time in the school but i just would have liked her just calling him out on his shit and then, like yeah. him having to have some kind of him having to give her give her some reason to actually like him, you know? Yeah, I think their plan is is twofold. I think uh, Laura Harrier is probably not going to be in the subsequent movies, oh, and then no. yeah, and then I think that they said that the second and third movies are both going to take place in high school in this in this set of trilogies or whatever is going to be for this spider-man universe so that would be good and we get to see all these kids more because yeah i really like tony Rivioli as the um like kind of the antagonist um because i I thought he was just going to be his guy from dope again which i i thought he was fine in dope i I was just expecting him to be kind of the best friend part which is sure was played by this other guy who i was just whatever uh, i mean the actor was fine i just got a little annoyed with the character so i liked him that abraham atta who is like a really good mm-hmm. actor from beast of no nation and he's just there to like kind of sound funny and make a few like one-liners so if yeah. they're bringing all of those kids back and that's why they signed on to do it in the first place because abraham atta and angry rice have like better things to be doing so maybe they signed on with the promise of getting slightly more prominent roles in the subsequent yeah. movies that they're going to be in high school. And if that's the yeah. case, I'm like really excited. I mean, I'm already excited anyway, but that would make me even more excited for the next couple of movies. Yeah. yeah. And with, and with Zendaya and with Jacob battle on, I think that it'll be, I think that it'll be really good. I think Zendaya um, was really good. I mean, she, like she hasn't really sure. done a ton of acting before. Like she's a musician, right? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I thought, like, that was a part, like, they heavily imply she's going to be a much bigger part of the movie going forward. For sure. But, like, I was pretty impressed with her, and I didn't know what to expect, because, like, it seems weird to dress this pop star down into being, like, a grungy girl, and it might have felt a little, uh, a little too cute, and a little, like, you're trying a little too hard to make her look like something she isn't, but I thought she actually did a really good job of playing that part. Yeah, uh. I agree. I read uh, a lot of stuff I read that was, I guess, critical of the movie. Said they thought Robert Downey was phoning it in. Did you feel that way at all? I just think that's the way that he can play that character in his sleep because he's yeah. been doing it for so long and he knows exactly yeah. what it is. I mean, yeah. it might not have taken him much effort to do it, but he, when you're really, really good at playing a character, I don't. Maybe it doesn't take that much effort. I thought that seemed exactly how Tony Stark would be reacting to the kid. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I I really liked the relationship with Happy and Tom and Peter Parker. I thought that was I thought that was funny. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I thought it was funny. I also was. I mean, did you totally buy that they would like kind of ignore him like they did? Yeah. Because um, yeah, like I mean, it's like sure. weird to like give him that suit that obviously has a lot of abilities and stuff, and like just kind of ignore let leave the fifteen year old on off to his own devices when yeah like the whole premise of like. Civil War was that Tony's like letting his technology get out of control, and like there's only sure. so much damage a 15 year old can do. To be fair, but it it's kind of weird that you're just going to entrust that valuable piece of technology with them and then just ignore them. Well, I think that it's okay. Well, I think two things. I think first that Tony like trusts all his technology so much that he's like he'll be notified, like he'll know because they have a tracking device on his suit, right? So they're like, all right, we'll know what he's doing and stuff. There's something and I then, want to say about that in the spoiler section too about yeah. his his, his fail safes and everything. Yeah, and then the second thing is clearly he was paying attention to him because he Tony later on in the movie like recites all these things mm-hmm. back to Peter Parker where he's like all these messages and texts that he's leaving where he thinks nobody's actually reading them, but Tony's actually reading all of them and paying attention to all of them, right? Right, right. So, right. So I think that they sort of save it a little bit with that. Yeah, and Tony just doesn't want to be too affectionate, which is understandable. Yeah, yeah. and and I think that they sort. I mean, they definitely literally talk about like a father-son relationship type thing. Um, and I think that it's an interesting relationship. And uh, going forward, I think that they'll ha- have more scenes and sort of like a little bit more subtlety to their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think in Civil War, it's just Tony is just using Peter Parker just. Because he wants to win a, a, a argument, basically, with with Captain America, did, did and you, now he's sort of like realizing after the fact, like he has to be nice with this kid. Speaking of Civil War, did you like that opening sequence, seeing it from Peter's perspective with the cell phone and stuff? Yeah, yeah, okay. that was awesome. I yeah. thought it was hilarious. I don't know about you, but I, mean, I like his little childish, like how he's so excited about everything, and that's what you talked about at the beginning. Somebody wanting to be a superhero. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like I like his enthusiasm in general. I don't know if I. I guess he's immature enough that he would have like brought a cell phone and started filming it. It seemed like he was, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It was just like, wow, is he like really this dumb that he's like bringing a cell phone to the fight like that? But I mean, he obviously held his own in the fight, so good for him at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a superhero, right? So it's like <laughs> a lot of it is like you can you do things because you're egotistical at the same time, right? Like he has such an ego that he believes he can just sort of mess around and still like fuck around with Captain America and these other guys. And like, he's in the same playing field as them. And then Tony sort of tries to bring him down to earth, which is ironic, all things considered, mm-hmm. <laughs> given who Tony Stark is. But he's like, look, kid, like if Captain America wanted to beat you down, he would have beat you down. Like, don't get too uh, ahead of yourself. And I think that he gets, I think that Peter Parker gets examples of that throughout the movie where he's like sort of trying to fight the bad guys by himself and sort of bad things keep happening. Right. 
All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I trying to think if there's anything else before you move on to the spoiler section. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it's a good movie. I would definitely recommend seeing it. It's a fun movie. It doesn't feel long. Um, would it's you, a good uh, time. I mean, how would you rate it against the other superhero movies we've seen this year? Um, I still think I put I put Logan and Guardians two above this, but I still I mean, I think this is better than Guardians two. Okay, it's lo- This is more f- probably more fun than Logan, mm-hmm. um, but Logan is a better movie. Okay, yeah, but I- they're 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 kind of for different audiences because Logan is not really a superhero movie at this point. Like. It's more of like a drama, conclusory. A western. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I, I think I, I think I put it above Guardians Two because I think this story is a little bit tighter than Guardians Two ends up being. But Guardians Two's world is super cool too. Like, I, I, I'd, I'd watch either of them. Like, it's, it's not a thing for me. I just sort and, of maybe. And the, I guess the thing, the thing that these two have going for them that Logan, or that and Guardians Two have going for them that Logan didn't is that it's actually interesting villains. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, also yeah. another yeah, thing that's and the, I think that's the the where this separates itself from a lot of the other Marvel and superhero and DC movies is that uh sort of with Civil War and with um shoot, what's his name in, in Civil War? The Zemo. Zemo, yeah, with Zemo and with uh Vulture now. I think these are like two of the best three or four villains that MCU has had. Mm-hmm. And so having like a credible villain sort of makes the rest of the story pop a little bit more and more believable, especially from the superhero side. Um, yeah, aside from yeah, them that, and Loki, there's not really a whole lot else the universe yeah. has going for it in terms of villains. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely recommend going and seeing it. Uh, we'll take like five or ten second pause, and then we're going to do some spoilers for Spider-Man Homecoming. All right. Um, so I got to ask, mm-hmm. when did you know – that we are watching Spider-Man Crazy Stupid Love. Um, sh- I didn't. I didn't know till like uh, till the door opened. Yeah. Did you really? figure it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How? Yeah, yeah. I just seemed. I, I don't know. Me and Sammy were both like, oh, like this is where this is going. You. I don't know. I just. I, it's just what I figured once. I didn't figure it out. That's funny. I. I just knew. I. I figured that you didn't. That you were gonna be. How surprised were you? Were you like? Were you like? I just kind of, I just kind of laughed. I just okay. laughed. I mean, it wasn't like, OMG. Like, I mean, oh, I get it. Like, they they probably needed some other kind of tie in here. I mean, it made sense to me. So I, I yeah. wouldn't say I was like floored, but I I didn't know it was gonna happen. Uh, that car ride was pretty pretty great. It was really good. <laughs> it was really good uh, because you could have done a thing where Vulture is kind of dumb, not even dumb, but just like takes all these signs that he's seeing and then doesn't put two and two together, which I think. A lot of movies have done before, mm-hmm. um, but he's just straight up with him. And I think it pushes the movie a little bit in a better place thematically with like family and sort of. Yeah, and I mean, then I think Peter, it, Peter's, I, Peter's not growing up with a regular family and then he has to he kind of comes to the realization that, I mean, I did what I have to do, but it kind of broke up a family in the process of it. You know? Well, yeah, here, yeah, that's the thing, right, is it's it's this 15 year old doesn't really know the world sort of. I just want to do good. Right. Versus. You have, you know, the vulture who really isn't that bad of a guy. Um, definitely does some questionable things, and he's a criminal. But at the same time, like definitely incinerate, he, he definitely incinerates a dude. Accident, accidentally, <laughs> to be fair, he says, "Oh fuck, that's incorrect. I didn't mean to kill him." Um, but I, I, I think that 
it, it I, just, I just think that it pushes the movie into a, a a good place thematically with like this is what he's willing to do for his family and for his yeah. family like he doesn't he doesn't even care about Spider-Man. Like he doesn't care about the actual person that's Spider-Man. He just like he just wants to make enough money to provide for his family. Yeah, that's he just he wants his daughter to be chill and his daughter to like have a good time at homecoming. And uh, I like how he, I, he wasn't even like stereotypical dad, you know? Like yeah, I mean, where he's like trying to scare the dude off. He just he's just trying to give his kid a normal life, which is and and just in general, the stuff he's doing is lower stakes. Like part yeah. of why we like Ant Man or whatever is that the it's not about the whole world about blowing about to blow up. It's a pretty smaller story about an, basically about an arms dealer. And it's yeah. kind of cool to see it told on that level. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and so I like that. And then you have the scene after the credits with him, uh, sort of protecting Spider-Man for it, it reasons. We'll find out later whether it's good or bad. Well, he saved his life too. Yeah, he did. It, well, that's the thing, right? He saved his life. He saved his kid's life. Mm-hmm. So who knows? It, um, it's interesting. So he knows he's not, a terrible guy, I guess, even if he was just trying to make his well, money. I think, so I think, yeah, I think Peter knows that he's not a bad guy. Um, Vulture knows but, Peter's not a bad guy too. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. Peter, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that with, the, I, I'm not really, I don't think I really like the like, Oh, Laura Harrier and her mom are going to move to Oregon kind of thing. Well, I mean, um, I, mean I, I can, I get why they would. It's a pretty embarrassing thing to go through having your dad, like, yeah, you might kind of like might want to just get out of that area when your dad's now a notorious criminal. Yeah, but uh, she wasn't like, oh my god, I hate my dad. She was like, my dad doesn't want us here for the trial. So it was like, uh, uh it was just like convenient so, to get them out of the picture. Yeah. Um, so what? But did it, you, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was no, gonna no, ask about something different. Oh uh, no, so I was just gonna ask what you thought about that whole final sequence because we talked about that with Wonder Woman and Guardians, like these final sequences in superhero movies. Um, how did you think this one stacked up and what did you like or not like about it? Um, yeah, I was thinking about it a lot, like as it was going on too. I like, okay. So my my thing with it is that, I mean, I thought it was, the action was fine. I think Spider-Man's powers are different enough that it's kind of fun to watch him handle himself differently. It was cool throwing him into that civil war battle just because it's just a different skill set, And it's funny watching someone that just shoots web how he goes about beating people. It's inherently different enough from like someone like Wonder Woman or Captain America who just sure. like use brute strength. And sure. so I, I think that sets it apart in a different way from some of those where it's just the big CGI fest. What I didn't love about it was that it took – I was just like we've seen this whole sequence where it's like Tony actually is watching over him and stuff. And now it's like this valuable shipment of stuff is like clearly like it's going on for like 10 minutes where it's clearly been compromised. And is no one paying attention to it except well, they, for Spider-Man? If you're paying – if you're – like in the movie, they have like a dr- like a drone, like a – that is a decoy drone that they launch so that Happy still is getting the marks from his computer that the plane is on course. Oh. Yeah. Because remember he asked, he asked like the guy with the computer, like everything's good, everything's on course, and he says, yeah. And then the the dude from – what is that guy from the, that helps uh, Vulture? I don't remember him. He's from a bunch of movies, though. Wait, wait, wait are you talking about the the, 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 the guy that had guy. the gravity thing? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in a he's in some other movies, and I miss he that. he talks about like, all right, we have decoy drone, all's good, you can go on the ship. Oh, so they have a little okay. decoy drone, which is why that happy. That's my bad. Then that's cool. I guess I, I was yeah. just like, how is Tony not catching on to this? It's yeah. How is no one noticing that this thing's going like that? And I just yeah. missed that. That's my fault. Yeah. Then happy sees the plane from his window right, and he's right. like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 
That's yeah. my bad. So like that, that was that, that that's more on me than it is on them. I was just. Do you like, remember? Was, do you remember when there was like the little decoy drone that they launched though? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was like right when he got on the ship, and he was like, "Yeah, go ahead, decoy drone is is active." Gotcha. Or okay, well, other than that, like I mean, wow, that's that's a big miss on my part. Then <laughs> um, that was the one thing that I was like, "This is ridiculous. How is he, how are they not catching on to this now?" Yeah. I mean, on the whole, though, I mean, it does rely a little bit on them being kind of uh, a little shoddy in their operations. Sure. Um, which is, I mean, that's whatever. I mean, but other than that, I mean, like I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Like I said, I like seeing Spider-Man do his thing. And now that I've been corrected, I, I kind of respect what they did a little more. Cause I thought it was just reliant on Tony and happy just being totally incompetent and not paying attention yeah. to their valuable shipment. And I guess that's not yeah. actually the case. Yeah. Uh, I liked it from the aspect of like, we didn't have to watch Green Goblin for the 800th time fight Spider-Man at the end of the <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like it wasn't anything revolutionary with regards to CGI or like not shaky cam type stuff. And uh, like the stuff like on top of the plane, I didn't really like because I didn't really know what was happening. A lot of times it was Peter just avoiding the thruster, the fucking uh, actual like jet wings. Um, right, right. But once they were like off that and on the ground and stuff, I thought it was good and – I liked the. I I think I liked like the rest of the Spider-Man stuff. It was all pretty good when he's like running around houses and fucking up, like running into pools and running through people's yards and stuff. Like I liked that because he was kind of clumsy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I but it wasn't. I I don't think it was anything revolutionary. I think I saw the first uh, Garfield movie in 3D and it was super awesome to watch in 3D. What? Um, <laughs> well, our theater died. And so they gave us like free tickets. Instead, me and my buddy just walked into the next theater and watched it in 3D because it was already starting. I'm confused how we got to Garfield. <laughs> oh, it's just like the Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay. The, for the first Garfield Spider-Man movie was like really cool special effects. Oh, and, Garfield. And st- I, was like, I was thinking about the tar- cartoon for a second for no. some reason. Oh, Andrew okay, Garfield, gotcha, gotcha, Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think this was anything like revolutionary with like regards to special effects or CGI, but I thought it was, I thought it was good. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't, I felt like it was, they kept it, they, they didn't let it take over things, or yeah. it, it, it felt like it didn't drag on for as long as the stuff did in, um, as it did in, like, Wonder Woman at the end. Sure. Um, yeah, for sure. So the guy that, the guy that was the, um, Vulture's right-hand man or whatever, I thought he kind of looked like this guy, and I just didn't really, and I even thought about it during the movie, but he's the guy that, um, plays the, the ex in Mistress America and he plays Piper's brother yes. on Orange is the New Black. Uh, yeah. Um, and he's yeah, on, yeah, he's yeah. on that show easy that Joe Swanberg did. So he's, he's done a lot of stuff. I guess he's, he's going to be in the new Noah Baumbach movie too. Um, so that's where you've seen him. Um, yeah. I thought he kind of looked like that guy. And then I was like, nah, it's someone different. And he, no, you're actually right. He is the same guy. Yeah. He is the same guy. So, yeah. Um, I was happy. Donald Glover had, uh, two good scenes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was when when he got cast, I was thinking it'd be a bigger part, but I mean, me too. It was such a loaded cast that you can't really give anyone that much time, I guess. I mean, it's possible that he comes back too for another uh, another part of the movie um, in the future. But yeah, he was he was good. Um, uh, what did you think of the fairy scene? I, I didn't really like that that much. Um, I mean. I mean, it was. Cool. I guess it was cool watching him try and pull a fairy together. I don't know. Um, yeah, but we've seen that before in Spider-Man movies, where Spider-Man like tries to, like, with the boss and stuff falling over the the bridge and everything. Like, it, it was just. It was sort of like this is Spider-Man. We need to put this in the movie, kind of thing. I wish it was just a little more creative with that. But how um, uh, how great was the um, was the Captain America stuff? 
Oh my god! <laughs> I think my favorite part is when he first is with the gym with uh, Hannibal Burris. Yeah, he's like, this guy, I think he, this guy's a war criminal now. He says, he's like your gym teacher over here, but Hannibal Burris is on the other side of the TV. Oh. That shit, that shit had me dying, man. Um, Hannibal Burris randomly in like all these movies now that we're seeing, but not really actually in them is in, an interesting yeah. role that he's taking on. Yeah. But like, it was so funny when he like under his breath is like, I think this guy's a war criminal now war criminal. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then God, the, 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 la- this, the, the final post credits thing was hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys see the movie, like I, if you have seen the movie, I guess we're in spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great job by Chris Evans. Uh, I, I guess he cements himself atop the Chris, uh, <laughs> the Chris leaderboards. Probably. Yeah, we, Did you ever watch Scott Pilgrim back? Uh, and I haven't had the time yet. Um, okay. I mean, I'm still going to. I'm sure I'll feel even stronger about it. I think I, I think I ultimately came down and putting him one during our uh, during our last during our Wonder Woman podcast. And I mean, yeah. it, it is it, it, that's just another different kind of wink wink comedy that he showed he could do right here i mean from what i understand that the scott pilgrim character is a, a funny character but not in the same way so he, he can he can do yeah. it and he can get laughs in different ways for sure yeah for sure um i there's too many marvel movies for me to rank this but uh it's good i would definitely recommend seeing it we talked about it in comparison to a couple of the other movies we've seen this year um do you have any other any other spider-man homecoming comments um let me think i mean i feel like i um yeah, one, like I said, the, my my big thing going forward is it'd be cool if just they they use all these actors again, um, like in just give them more to do in the next movie. It's almost if not, it's almost just distracting to have like big name actors come in like that and then to not even give them the time to like be a person, be a, real, a fully formed character. Like sure, and I it's you may, at, at a certain point you may as well just cast no names because then it's weird. It's almost like oh, I'm watching, I'm watching. Uh, um, I'm watching Bokeem Woodbine, and yeah. or, or, uh, there's there's Donald yeah. Glover. It's like I yeah. don't even know who that guy is. He's just Donald Glover. If you if he's just some yeah. other, if you just cast another, if you just want to cast another unknown black actor and let him try and make an impression or something. But um, I hope these people come back, and then then it makes sense in retrospect. Because I was super excited about the cast, and I mean they're all fine. It's like, but like at a certain point, like when you're down to, like. At a certain point, like you can't give them that much to do, but I was legitimately excited about all these people, and I I want good things for them. So yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, what do you think about them bringing in uh, Pepper Potts at the end? That was a little th- added on. Um, the, I was, thought she was, I thought she was fine. I think it fit the the scene that they had together. Like it was almost like it implies that like with them being back together, that like Tony has worked on improving himself, which we kind of saw well, in I, Civil War. Which I think we get that though from him, the way he treats Peter Parker. Right, that's what I was saying. Is like he sort of is realizing like he can't just take this kid and be like hey fight captain america and then sort of use him as this tool and he's sort of realizing like this is a 15 year old kid i need to be careful training wheels protocol etc etc like Mm -hmm. um they just need to uh he's trying to look after him as much as he can but obviously he has like (laughs) end of the world shit going on all the time too Mm -hmm. so it's a it's it's a little compromise for him but um i did laugh very much when they said you know, your your recorders are in next divisions, and he said vision vision doesn't really like doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they do a good job with the callbacks for sure. Um, you said you had something to ask about the tr- motion tracker or something the from the suit. Do you want to talk about that? The motion tracker. 
Uh, the their oh, tracking no, no, device. No, no, no. My, that, my, 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 you answered my question with the drone thing. Oh, okay. I was just talking about how he had all these fail safes, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I got confused with them not tracking got the it. tracking the plane at the end, and then you, you answered that. It. So yeah. that that was the one thing that almost bothered me more about the final sequence than anything, and that was just me missing on missing something. So <laughs> that's my yeah. bad. All good, all good. Um, yeah. So if you guys want to talk to us about Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, you can find us on social media. Josh, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, at Josh Renovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. I'm at A Clambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. Our podcast Twitter is 52in52pod. Uh, 52 Our podcast email, 52in52pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time.